You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. Hey, hope that you are doing well. Welcome to the very first episode of the FC Young Adult Podcast. Uh, This week, it's going to be fairly simple. Last night, uh, January 4th, we had our first FC Young Adult public gathering. And what we did is a lot of worship and then a short message about the mission and vision of Faith Chapel Young Adults. No, I said this last night, I'd say this again, Um, this isn't anything necessarily new, Uh, it's something that has just become official, that over the last seven years or so, um, as we've been doing full-time ministry, my wife and I here at Faith Chapel with college and young adults, these, these are all things that were like, yes, these are staples, but they never were put on paper, and they never were expressed publicly, they were more things that we used as we... um, dreamed and prayed and strategized for young adults um, throughout the year. So what I want to do is I just want to let you know three things that we will anchor to as a ministry moving forward. As a church, Faith Chapel has six core values. You can find that on the Faith Chapel website, and those are our core values as well. There are some of them are Jesus and everything. Some of them are saved people, serve people. God is generous, so we are too. There's a ton to that, and those are things that we will talk about on a regular basis. But for young adults, there were three anchors that we just thought we needed to put out there and we needed to talk through, and um, I'm really excited about the simplicity of them, and I'm really excited about how they will play a part in the way that we live our lives individually and collectively. So off the top here, here are the three um, mission statements, so to speak, uh, three anchors that we will uh, help set a foundation for this ministry. They are be known, know Jesus, and make Jesus known. The first one, be known. We desperately believe that we are called to be in community. Uh, the fact of the matter is that we serve a relational God, and he has called us to be in relationship with him, but not just with him, with each other. As human beings, it is so important that we feel seen and heard. Every one of us has experienced a time where we don't feel seen, where we don't feel heard, where our voice feels drowned out, where people don't care about us. And that is something that we desperately, desperately want to fight against as a community that is trying to love young adults well. We want this to be a place where every single person feels and understands their value. One of the things that we know that Jesus did is that he assigned value to everyone. And we want this ministry to be something where people come in, whether it's on a Tuesday night in a public gathering, whether it's listening to a podcast, whether it's being a part of a small group or just interacting with with a part of the community, that you have value. You have inherent God-given value and we want every single person to feel that. I know that a couple of people are like, okay, so be known, know Jesus, make Jesus known. The only one that doesn't have Jesus in the in the verbiage is the first one. Like that feels weird. And this this is why. This is why that's the first one. It's because we want every person to know that they belong before they believe. That there are no qualifications to being a part of this family. That whether you've been following Jesus for 20 plus years or you are a just a a devout atheist, but you're interested in what we believe. You belong here. 
Like, I'm glad that you're listening to this podcast. I hope that you'd come hang out with us on a Tuesday night. There is no boxes that need to be checked. You don't have to have your life in order. You don't have to to believe specific things to come be a part of the family. You belong before you believe. And we want every single person to feel that. There is no uh, status. There is no level that you have to reach before you can belong to the family. You belong here. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 is one of my favorite verses, and it talks about the importance of being known, the, the importance of being in community. It simply says this is, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We believe in community. We think we are at our best when we are together. The final thing I want to say about this anchor is that the ultimate goal is for every single person who interacts with the community of FC Young Adults to be a part of the family of God. Not just this ministry family, not just this community, but to be a part of the family of God. We 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 so believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And we want everyone to find peace and love and grace in the midst of Jesus and surrender their lives to Jesus. And there are, there are actions that you have to take. There's surrender that has to happen for us to be a part of the family of God. But as you're working that out, if you're not there yet, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, you're spiritually unresolved, our prayer is that you would work that out with us, that you'd work that out in community, that you'd be known on a personal level by people that love you so much. So the first anchor is to be known, and that leads us into this. The second one is to know Jesus. This is pretty straightforward, but it's incredibly important that we make it clear that Jesus is the driving force of everything that we do and will be the driving force of everything that we do moving forward. As a community, and as individuals. We, we want Jesus to be the foundation on which we build all things. So we are going to do that. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ, that I may gain Christ. It's so important that we know Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 goes on to say, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forevermore. We want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We want to know Jesus. Our prayer is that this place is a place and a community that deepens your personal relationship with Jesus. That there is something significant happens when you engage, whether it's online or in person, that this is a place that helps you take steps towards Jesus. I think every one of us, our humanity propels us to this desire of wanting to arrive, but I have bad news for myself and for you is that we never will. We never will arrive. We'll never be good enough. We'll never be perfect enough. We'll never be spotless enough. Any of those things. But Jesus loves us right where we're at and appreciates the process that we're in. And we want to be a community and a ministry that is a part of the process. So our hope is that this community helps you just put one foot in front of the other through the good seasons and the bad. And that as you engage with the community, you help other people in the community take one step at a time to becoming a little bit more like Jesus every single day. We will worship There's going to be messages. We have small groups available. We have Bible reading plans that we post online. And then there's just the simple act of being in relationship with the people around you. And that hope 
is that all of those things would help you know Jesus better and that through those things, you can help others know Jesus better as well. Then we have the third anchor, which is make Jesus known. So be known, know Jesus, and make Jesus known. Here's the thing. We are going to refuse to be a community that sits on our hands when we hold the greatest message ever told. We refuse to sit on our hands when we hold the greatest message ever told. The Great Commission is found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. It's the last words that Jesus speaks to his disciples. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. It can be really easy to know that we've punched our ticket to eternity as followers of Jesus and then to get comfortable. But the call wasn't to go with Jesus and sit in eternity. The call was to go and make disciples of all nations, to take it to every corner of the world. And as followers of Jesus, what that means is that we have to take it to every corner of our friend groups, every corner of our families, every corner of our workplaces. If you are a college student, every corner of your campus. And that can be terrifying. That can be terrifying to think about taking the risk of letting people know that Jesus is that driving force in your life. But here's the thing. We can do that together. We can absolutely do that together. It is. It's, it's terrifying when we say, Jesus, you have the platform. We're going to platform Jesus. We're going to hand him the mic. We're going to put him center stage and say, you are the driving force of my life. You are the driving force of this community's life. That's a risk in and of itself. And Jesus knew that. John chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus just said, simply says this. He says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Like he, he's saying like, hey, the, this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be a struggle. He wasn't making this like pretty pitch to say like sunshine and rainbows, like following me is going to be easy. And being in a ministry that's committed to the words and the life of Jesus is going to be, is going to be easy. He says, if, if somebody hates you because of that, just keep in mind that they hated me first. And I think that this verse has been taken out of context, especially in our, our current culture a lot. And so I just want to point out like, just a couple things. Um, I've had interactions with people that are like, yeah, I was yelling scripture at people. I was just like, you know, spitting scripture at people that don't follow Jesus. And then they were yelling back at me, calling me a bigot. And they hate me because I love Jesus. And I would argue that they don't hate you because you love Jesus. They hate you because you don't look like Jesus. They hate you because you're kind of being a tool. So what we have to do is that make sure as, as we are, are be, being people who are rooted in Jesus and, and looking at the life that he lived and the love that he led with, that we would do the same. We would live a life similar to Jesus and we would love the way that Jesus. Well, we have to speak truth, yes, but it always needs to be seasoned with salt and it always needs to come from a place of understanding and grace that we would sit with people and understand their side of the story every single time. So this isn't about becoming this outspoken, Bible-thumping, like we, we're, we're separate from the world and we're we're better than and all of those things that we would say, no, we are very much like everyone in the world, but we have recognized our need for a savior and we are living in submission and surrender to him, not coming from a place of judgment. But it's countercultural and people are going to look at your morals and they're going to look at the way that you live your life and they're going to look at the things that you believe in. They're going to be like, mm, that's weird. That's weird. But here's the thing. As we look at the life of Jesus, the people that hated Jesus wasn't really the world. 
It wasn't really like the the people on the fringes. It was it was the people who had status and it was people who were steeped in religious religious elitism. And so what we have to understand is that the people who actually got to spend time, intentional time with Jesus, were in awe of him, littered throughout the New Testament. It's just like they were just perplexed and in awe. Yes, he was he was performing miracles, but he was also preaching with authority. And the, and the way that he spoke, people were like, oh my gosh, there is something to this. And he loved people well, and he interacted with the least of these on a regular basis. He, he interacted with the orphan and the widow, and then he interacted with the sinners. And he, he just sat with people who did not believe that he is who he said he is. And he said, that's okay. And they believed because of how he lived and how he loved. So would we be people that make Jesus known through the way that we live and the way that we love? Because the question that we have to ask ourselves is this. When people truly spend time with us, when they truly get to know us, are they getting to know him? When people spend time with you, are they getting to know Jesus? When people spend time with me, are they getting to know Jesus? Be known. Know Jesus. Make Jesus known. As we're in pursuit of making Jesus known, do you know what makes that easier? To feel known and to know Jesus. And we can do that together. Be known. Know Jesus. Make Jesus known. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.